0: Hello, welcome to another episode of the podcast. Thanks for joining us. Today I am joined by Rachel Shear. Rachel is a relationship coach and stroke expert. What a really good fun uh, chat on this podcast, to be honest, talking everything about relationships, online dating. Past experiences. It was good fun. Rachel has just released a new book called "Date to Find Your Soulmate," available now on Amazon. So go and check it out, guys. A link in the description below. So, guys, without further ado, please welcome Rachel Sheer. Uh, recording. Here we go. Rachel, how are you getting on?
1: Hi, it's good to be here.
0: How how's things over in the the USA?
1: Things are good. Yeah.
0: New president, new president today. Are you excited about that?
1: Yes, I am. I don't follow politics much, but I'm hoping that Things will be better for America. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think. I think a lot of people are hoping that. To be quite honest with you, it's it's been an interesting few years for you guys. To be fair, it's been an interesting few months for you guys over there. To be honest, it's uh, it's it's like the Wild West again. It's interesting coming from the UK having a look over, and it's like God. In the last year, we are always the ones that are obviously having all this crap going on. But it's 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 refreshing to see that. So so you guys are having some shit as well.
1: <laughs> yeah, everyone's having. Crap. (laughs) The whole world is going to shit right now. (laughs) That's what
0: it is. It's like the apocalypse has come. I tell you what, right? I am just waiting for the four horsemen to fly over the sky any day now. You know, it's it's getting that way. If I don't see a zombie apocalypse or aliens landing in the next few months, I am going to be disappointed because it's the prime, prime time to do it.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's just so many things piling up on top of each other. I'm expected... I'm expecting to just be, like, shipped off to Mars.
0: <laughs> How good would that? If you get a chance to go to space, like, to say, like, to another, like, get off Earth, would you go?
1: Probably, as long as I'm assured that I can come back.
0: I would, oh, no, so no one-way tickets As a return ticket you're looking for, is it?
1: Well, maybe. If they, if they have a great life for us in Mars, I would go. <laughs>
0: It would be quite cool. It'd be very hot though, wouldn't it? I don't know if I could handle that. I'm not really good in the sun at the best of times, you know, coming from Scotland. I'm just like, I'm allergic to the sun. The sun is my immortal enemy. Chucking me in to a, a planet which is literally the hottest planet ever is not a good idea. I, will let, I don't think they've got sunscreen that's actually powerful enough for that, to be fair. I use Factor 50 here, and I don't think there's anything higher than that, apart from a jumper, you know? <laughs>
1: I've seen um, seventy-five.
0: Seventy-five. All right. Where'd you get it? I want it. That's that is. Literally, you might as well just be wearing a t-shirt, really. Wouldn't you just be wearing a, just just a jumper and a bottle, really, into
1: it? Well, I've burned even wearing like, a sweater. Like some, <laughs> it, it shoots through <laughs> me too. <laughs> Have
0: you really? That's, I've never seen that before. That's brilliant. I've, I've never even got to that stage. God, I thought I was the worst. I found someone else. Get in.
1: Yeah
0: I'm the whitest person alive. Hey, I know we can we can can I can relate to that one to be honest so it's also uh, an exciting time for yourself though Rachel isn't it because someone's got a new book out.
1: I do yes here is my book.
0: And what's that called date your uh, date to find your soulmate oh I love this I love this so tell me about the book a little go into well you can get a Do a massive plug. Go for it. Tell me about the book. Go for it.
1: All right. So it's launching on Amazon on February 2nd. And it has 20 chapters that are all about my dating experiences. So I tell a lot of personal stories and I give a lot of great information and dating lessons that apply to everyone Mm -hmm. if you're struggling to find your soulmate. So every sentence is packed with great little tidbits, and I give a lot of my own stories. Some are funny, some are sad. Um, I just tell it like it is, and I've just put it all out there, all of my mistakes in love, so other people can find love faster and not make all the same mistakes that I made.
0: Oh wow! So uh, so these are all like kind of learn, learn from yourself sort of thing. All your past experiences and what you've, the mistakes that you've made, sort of thing.
1: Yeah. So if you've dated me, you're probably in the book.
0: (laughs) Have you actually had anyone like to say, ask you that? Have you spoke to people saying, "Oh, by the way, I'm writing a book. You are part of it."
1: Yes, I have.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Are they are they okay with it?
1: There were some people that I did ask. I sent them the story about them to see if it was okay. But most of the people in the book, I don't keep in contact with. Mm -hmm. So if they read about it and they're like, oh, damn, this is me. Like they're like, unless they reach out to me, there's no way for them to, to know anything. And I did change some of the details. So they can't sue me because, (laughs) (laughs) because I changed names and some details of the story. So If they can't prove that it's them, then they can't sue me.
0: (laughs) That's always, that's a very clever way of doing things, to be honest. Because I wouldn't even have thought, if I was going to write a book about my dating experience, it would, oh God, it would be ridiculous. But it would be, um, I would forget about that and just write, instead of like putting down people's names, I would just put their name and go, oh shit, they're I'm really going to get sued by a lot of people right now. (laughs) So that's very clever, the way of doing it.
1: Yeah, I I checked with a lawyer (laughs) to make sure it's all legit. So what I was told is that it, they can only sue me if they can prove 100% that every detail of the story is accurate oh, but it's not because I did change some bits of it so there wouldn't be any proof and that's that's
0: that's a good way of doing it to be fair I mean the the stories I mean what made you really can I write the book what can I can I say because I'm going to write a book about this
1: Wait, what made me write the book?
0: Yeah, what what can I say? Were you what just look, what sort of like kind of motivation? You just sitting there going, "I'm going to write a book about my past conquest, sort of thing, <laughs> my past experiences, my unlucky and love side." What made you? What made you write it?
1: So, I'm actually a relationship coach, so I have that skill set and those the experiences and knowledge to be a coach. And then mixed in with that, I've had years and years of my own personal dating experiences. So last year, um, I decided to just put it all onto paper. So I did. I I wrote the book in a month, actually. It was a very quick process. And writing my own stories was the easiest part. And then I added in a lot of helpful information for people based on my relationship coaching experience.
0: Oh, that's all it's just that's that's really interesting to be honest. I mean, from being the relationship coach side of things, because I have been dying to get someone like yourself on this show for ages now. And as soon as you got obviously got in touch, I was like, I'm I'm having you. I've been dying to get someone with like a relationship coach on here for a long, long time. So I'm now gonna pick your brains. This show is basically gonna be picking your brains about relationships because we've all had them, especially nowadays. People that listen will probably be sitting there going, I have been sucking doors. In quarantine, or they're having trouble with their relationships because of the coronavirus and all that. So you can listen in; we might be able to help you out on this one. To be honest, well, hopefully we can. That's what Rachel's here for. So, yes. uh, so, 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 when you, w- with the relationship coach, what that's an unusual kind of, um, I would say, like a profession. Is that something you've always like kind of? interested in doing because it's not you Do you or do you wake up and go I'm going to be a relationship coach today or you know I mean when you when you're 17 going to the guidance counselor or is it something you just kind of kind of fell into how did you get into that sort of field
1: so I was always interested in being possibly a marriage family therapist Ah. so I started out doing research on that but I didn't love everything about it I didn't like all the classes and um, like some of the training wasn't fitting with my, with my life and what yeah. I wanted. So then I went to a seminar by a sex coach, and I really enjoyed it. So I ended up working under her, and so I was first trained to be a sex coach. And it's very similar to marriage family therapy, except coaching is – more action oriented and we don't delve into the past we just focus on the here and now and try to give you action steps to improve your sexual relationship whatever that may be and so i enjoy that part of it but then i also wanted more training on the relationship side of things so then i got more certifications to help singles and couples so i have a whole variety of coaching certifications in sex, singles, couples, life. So I can do it all. <laughs> and I like to do it all because I'm very inquisitive and I like to ask a lot of questions to figure out what's going on with people and why they feel stuck in their love life. Right.
0: Okay. And I tell you and I can imagine you've got a lot, a lot of people coming to you because it's uh it's one of those things that everyone really has to be honest. But it's Do you feel as if some people are a little bit of ashamed to kind of admit stuff like that?
1: People are ashamed to admit sexual stuff, which is why I sort of got out of focusing on just that. So instead of just sex stuff, I talk about the relationships and try to figure out what's going on there. And what I did learn is that if the sex is not going well, it's, a sign that the relationship is not going well, so oh. they they completely go hand in hand.
0: That's interesting. That actually it makes sense a little bit. If you're not having like you've not got that kind of sexual chemistry again, so the sparks not there. It kind of yeah it does follow on to other aspects of like day to day life with them sort of thing, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: Which is really really interesting. God, the pennies just dropped. <laughs> Sorry, I should. <laughs> I can't. I can't help. But the thing is, is when you talk about relationships and that, you can't really help as you did before. You can't help but not. Can kind I of relate to your own experiences with stuff like that. And that's really what I'm kind of, I probably end up doing throughout this whole podcast show, to be honest. But um, when, it, when it comes to relationships, you obviously you are speaking to a lot. Is there, is there a, an ongoing uh, like trend when you see all the time or is every couple different?
1: Um, every couple is different. It's usually the woman that's more interested in coaching and trying to fix the relationship. Hmm. Whereas not always, but usually the men... Just feel like it will fix itself but it doesn't you have to work at it and make sure you put in time and effort to succeed in your relationship
0: it's true and the thing is it's a, it's a two-way street really isn't it you can't really kind can of have one person dedicate another person not uh, and it's just like it's just not going to work is it because they're just not going to put as much effort into it you know right oh that's crazy so i mean with the when it comes down to like um relationships what's 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 really I really want to get into like the kind of nitty-gritty of like when you hear uh, when people have got problems in relationships what's the is there any sort of like can I I would say like a normal aspect of it is it you mentioned the sex thing before but is it the other way of doing it like the affection side of things or is it work getting involved and other aspects is is there is a major kind of I would say like uh, that you've noticed working on it for a number of years I wouldn't see a major trend but uh, an ongoing occurrence you kind of see a little part of it all the time in different people.
1: Um, one trend is that people get stuck in the wrong relationships like they they maybe get together because they have great sexual chemistry but they forget about all the other aspects of compatibility like, emotional mental spiritual compatibility so they'll stay together for a while because maybe the sex is good or some other reason like maybe they just feel secure and comfortable but it's not really the right fit so then they waste years and years in the wrong relationship and then they just feel like it's not even worth it to end it because they don't feel like starting the search all over again but yeah Um, that's why it's important to discover right from the get-go if you're actually fully compatible because if you're not there's no point in wasting your time
0: it's true yeah i mean i can i can imagine that it does get like you get too comfortable you don't really want to leave because you get too much to lose because if you leave you've got everything already set up and you you might have, like, a house together, kids, cars, all that sort of stuff, and you're all settled, but if you leave that sort of, like, kind of bubble, you're the one that's going to lose it, and you really have to start again, and in all fairness, coming from previous experience in my situation, I had to go through a similar sort of thing, you know, I had to start from scratch, But I, and that was, I think that was one of the main reasons why I did stay for so long And that sort of, like, relationship. I mean, I knew it wasn't great, you know, it wasn't the best relationship, but I was I, I, I like I always call it the that she, she grabbed me by the balls she had me by the balls at the time because it, she knew because I, I had to start again so um, yeah that is that's an interesting one actually God it makes you think doesn't it? it makes you think that something like that kind you, you just go with the flow instead of like kind of making things interesting again putting that spark back into it
1: yeah yeah it's really hard I, there's a story in my book about how I followed a guy to two different States. Wow. I, I moved for him twice. And then I moved across the country with him because I was just so determined to make it work with him. But then as soon as we moved across the country, he dumped me. <laughs> so <Joking. laughs> no.
0: Son of a bitch.
1: <laughs> I know, but you know what? I'm glad looking back on it cause we were not compatible. Mm. And I just tried to force it because I put so much into it. I moved twice for him. I, I put my life on hold for this guy that wasn't even right for me. So don't make that same mistake.
0: Don't make that mistake. God, that is some dedication, that, to be honest. Wow. I've not, I've not went that far, to be honest. That's not. Yeah, no, I don't think I've went that far. I think I've done the opposite way, to be honest. No, I don't know. I don't know. But um, so <laughs> I'm just trying to think. I just coming off the top of my head, off the top of my head. With, with obviously, like, can I like relationships in this sort of like 2021, we're in 2021 now, it's January. How do you think it's um, the newfangled way? Because I want to really, that's just a question i want to talk to you like a, I would say a professional like yourself, is the online dating side of things. It's blown up over the past four or five years sort of thing. And it is literally just went, especially in younger, the younger generation. What's your thoughts on all the online dating stuff? What's, have you got uh, an opinion on it?
1: Yeah. um, I have a a long chapter in my book about it because online dating is the way people can meet these days, especially with COVID and people being stuck at home all the time. You have to do online dating if you want to meet people Um, because it's all virtual. A lot of bars and restaurants are closed, so you can't just meet people the old-fashioned way. You have to do online dating if you really want to meet someone.
0: I mean, I've, I mean, I've dabbled in the online dating stuff before for a number of different years. I really didn't like it. I really didn't like it because it's—it just seems too impersonal, you know. There's a lot of like—I'm not a big fan of texting. I hate texting. You probably speak to my friends and my, my missus and all that. I hate texting. It does my head in. I'd rather talk on the phone or speak to people face to face or like on video chat. I hate—I don't know why it is. I just hate texting. So. When you get, there's so much pressure when you've got like different aspects of it, when you're having to impress by a text message and you can't get that sort of like kind of emotion out. You can't get that empathy out to say like, hi, how you doing? And it's just like, okay. And you you want to really impress that person, but it's really hard to come across really impressive just by a few sentences, you know, without coming across creepy <laughs> sort of thing.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with you. I also hate texting. And with online dating, a lot of people want to just have these really long, deep conversations over text, but I hate that because I want to talk to them also or have a video chat or something. And a lot of people are just clueless or they're just so used to sitting on their phone typing away. And that really bothers me too, because you can't understand a personality just by texting back and forth. Even... Even the way someone says, hey, how are you doing? It could vary so much based on who they are. It it could sound like depressed, like, hey, how are you doing? Or like, hey, how are you doing? Like where it's almost fake happy.
0: Yeah. (laughs) But five smiley faces after it, and it's like, wow, she's on drugs or something, this one. (laughs)
1: Exactly.
0: (laughs) No one is that happy. Come on. We used to have, I used to always, me and my friends used to always have a conversation about the best one-liners to start off, like, kind of, your, your Tinder, your Bumble conversations. And I used to find, I used to have some great ones. I used to, what was the one that I used to have? That You're going to cringe at this one. This is my favourite one that I used to have. One of my friends told me this, and he goes, Um, what was it? Um, On a scale of one to ten, you're a nine, and I'm the one that you need. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> outstanding <laughs> that isn't it i'm like oh my god that's what i used it it was quite successful because i like to think it's cheesy and it's funny and it gets a response sometimes it's not a great response i get the exact sometimes i get the response that i just got from yourself there it's like oh my god oh you disgust me and it's like you know but sometimes it's quite a funny one depending on who's going across but have you had any other kind of cheesy one-liners coming your way what's your best one you've heard
1: oh no um I mean, I've heard them all. You had the
0: angel one. Everyone's had the angel one. Oh, you're an angel because you've just fell from heaven. You're like, oh my God.
1: I've heard that one, of course. God. Um, Not so much one-liners, but I've very often received a dick pic.
0: Oh, you really? Oh, wow. I don't know. I'm, I'm excited. Why am I excited about this? Um, I've heard this. This is another thing that to, just before I jump into this, I want to say the one thing, the one most impressive message I've found, I've had from, from someone else, from the other, uh, from a girl, it was a friend. It was, a, it was, it was basically just one message. said, friends, episode, something like series seven, episode 10. And it showed you the minute. And I went, what is this? So I actually found on Netflix, I went to it. At that specific moment, episode 10, episode uh, series 7, episode 10, and it was Joey just going, how you doing? And I just went, that's clever. I like that. I thought that was quite clever, that.
1: Yeah, I like that too. Okay, that's (laughs) a really good pickup line.
0: (laughs) There you go. It's inventive and it's creative, and I like the creative aspect of things like that because it shows to put effort into it. And that's what people like. They want to put effort. Not showing the Johnsons to you on, uh, on camera sort of thing. As you say, you get a few dick pics sort of thing, have you?
1: Oh my god! So many times. That's why, like, online dating is so ridiculous. Sometimes they just, like, they'll just be like, "Hi," and I say, "Hi back," and then they send me a picture of their dick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> at least, at least buy you dinner first, or something, or say like, "How's work?" or "What do you do?" or "What's your name?" or something like that. It goes, yeah, hi, how you doing? Here's my dick. Have some of that. <laughs> what do you think? Okay, like, I don't know what I'm not going to lie to you from a guy's point of view. I don't know why guys do this, but from a male's aspect from it, I don't understand why you would sell probably the most ugliest part of your body to someone who think and thinking it's going to get a good response back, you know. I mean, I'm not going funny. I've got one. They're not exactly the most prettiest thing in the world, you know. I've I think uh, there's other parts of your body you could probably send that's probably a little bit better like your feet. I hate feet and I think that's better to send someone a picture of your feet if that's you are into. But don't send a picture of Johnson, that's just naughty. That's just rude. You know, there's no need for it. There's no need for it. But this is another thing as well, I think, about online dating. Guys and girls, they use it as just hookups, hookups for sex. It's very difficult to find a relationship on there. Um, I've found that in my experience as well. I don't know if you have as well.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, there are different websites that are for different things, like different apps, I don't know if they have, they have Tinder there.
0: Oh yeah, you've got Tinder here. I mean, I, I've, okay. uh, I'm, I'm a, a frequent user. Well, I was a frequent user of Tinder in the past and Bumble. Oh, okay. My two favorites. Tinder and what? Bumble.
1: Oh yeah, I love Bumble. Um, Tinder is usually the most hook place.
0: <laughs> it's karate as hell. I don't like it. Don't like it. Could, I, I could understand it. I could, could not understand it. To be honest, it's like. I just I, I could go I could go on a massive rant about this to be quite honest with you, Rachel. I really don't want to go into it because it's just gonna it'll just be me. This whole show will just be me going, fuck this. Fuck. I don't want to go into that sort of side of stuff, but <laughs> that's the, the my my esque online date. And I've had some have you had when you've when you've been doing your book and I don't know if you describe it, uh, have you had any really dodgy dates, really kind of I wouldn't say like embarrassing dates or bad dates. What have you had any like kind of dates you just look at and go, oh my god, like cringy ones?
1: Oh yeah, that's what my whole book is about.
0: (laughs) Oh God, help me with it. I love these stories. Come on, help me with some of these.
1: Okay, um, well for online dating, I can just tell you a few like short quips. Like with one guy, he uh, he only had one blurry picture, um, but he wanted to talk on the phone. So we talked and we had all these great conversations and we bonded for hours and hours. But then when we finally met, of course, he was ugly as hell. (laughs)
0: I'm not going to lie to you, Rachel, but I think the blurry picture can I? That was your first red flag right there.
1: Of course it was. And I was naive <laughs> and I figured, like, you know what? Maybe he is really hot. Maybe he's famous and he just doesn't want to <laughs> reveal himself.
0: Oh, bless you. Oh, <laughs> that's cracking. I like the optimism, though. I love the optimism.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I was young and um, back then.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've all had them. We've all had them, to be honest, That the, the catfishing side of things.
1: Yeah, so he was not as attractive as I dreamed about. <laughs> so we didn't go out again. Was it? Was another,
0: go but, on, sorry. Go on, sorry.
1: There was another guy that um, he wanted me to drive really far to meet him. And I agreed because he looked really hot. <laughs> so yeah, so we met and we had an awesome first date and and then I and it was like a two hour drive. So like each way, so it was like wow. four hours for me, but I really enjoyed his company. And then for the second date, we were supposed to meet halfway, but last minute he asked if it was okay if I drove to him again, because he said his car was, wasn't working.
0: He's taking a so, piss right now, isn't he?
1: <laughs> so I, I drove and then when I was almost there, he texted and was like, sorry, I have to cancel. And then I never, I never heard from him again. No way. Yeah. What?
0: Two hours as well. God. I would never drive two hours to someone. I'm sorry, but that's, that's fast. But the thing is, it's different from the people over in the US and over the UK because we're so small compared to you guys. You guys, there's one thing I've noticed over there. You guys don't mind traveling. You, you don't mind traveling like 45 minutes for years. just like a normal trip. But for us, that's a day trip for us. We don't like that. Anything, anything above 20 minutes. We're like, no, too far. Don't care. We're not going. <laughs>
1: well, there are a lot of people that won't drive more than 10 minutes to meet someone. Um, and a lot of, I've lived all over the country. And if people have to travel more than 10 or 15 minutes, they're like, uh, like you come to me. Like, people are so lazy.
0: <laughs> wow. Wow. I've heard that a few times. The thing is, is, the worst ones that I don't like are the ones that I actually, like, can I assume that you're going to go to them you know it's just like where do you want to meet and it's like they're like uh, god knows like 50 miles away and like where do you want to meet oh uh, there's a really nice restaurant just down the road do you uh, do you want to go there and i'm like oh so i'm traveling 50 miles to you then Emma? you know what i mean they don't ask you beforehand and it's just like i feel rude saying well i don't really want to go there because i can't be asked driving <laughs> that way. can we do both oh i don't have a car oh for fuck's sake here we go it's the same situation as yourself
1: yeah, although I do have to say that I think it's a, a chivalrous thing for you as a man to drive a little bit farther. So I, I would say either meeting halfway or for the first date that you drive a little bit more to meet her, because it's just like the nice thing to do as a man. I've done the opposite. I've driven a lot longer than the man, but then it never works out for me. <laughs>
0: There you got You just, two hours, I think that's the limit, isn't it? Two, anything above two hours, no chance. Not doing it. Not doing it. <laughs> I, I mean, when it comes to, if you ever uh, the online stuff? We'll, we'll try, we'll get away from the online stuff in a minute, but it's just a, such a crazy subject. I've started getting really into, you know Catfish, the MTV show Catfish? Have you ever yeah. watched it before?
1: Um, just so, like a few minutes.
0: I love it. Um, I'm a big advocate of trash TV, right? I love it. I love all that the kind of Jersey Shore and like X on the Beach and All this crazy stuff like that. And I watch Catfish. And I'm addicted to it because it's ridiculous. Because you see these guys and girls who've been chatting to these girls online, not even video chatting with them or anything for like six years, and are madly in love with them, and they're expecting it to be the same person on the pictures. And I'm just like, come on, guys. It's going to be a dude. This guy's probably chatting to a big dude or a big fat dude or something or or whatever. And nine times out of ten, it's the same. Have, have you? I mean, you mentioned you said you had like a blurred picture of one. You had someone that's been really badly, like, completely different from their pictures before. Because I've had a lot.
1: Oh yeah, um, like with that guy. Luckily, we—I only wasted like two weeks of my life talking. Any more than that, and I would have been pissed off.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. When have you? When you have one of these, like, kind of dodgy? Because d- I've had a few of them. I just mentioned for a few kind of dates that have been a bit like, kind of, oh. When was your pictures taken 10 years ago? And um, everyone says, what do you do? is just, just run away? And I'm not. I'm a bit nervous. I will stay for the duration. And I will sit there and chat to them. I don't want to, like, kind of, like, leg it straight away. I mean, like, I've took time out of my day, and I will see it through. I'll obviously have a few extra drinks on top of that just to make sure <laughs> it's bearable. But I tend to do that. What What's your strategy? If someone comes up, they're not like your pictures. They're, they're completely different. Do you stay for, like, an hour, or do you just say yeah, make your excuses and go.
1: I will stay. Yeah, I'm good. very nice like that. I have some friends that would just be leave immediately or just like walk in and walk out. But that's cold. I I don't do that. I'll stay for the entire date. If there's if I'm if I'm waiting for him and then I look around and I'm like, oh shit, this is what he looks like. I'm <laughs> internally I'm like dying inside, but I'll still complete the date because it's the nice thing
0: to do that's why you always turn up second you always said go, go about five ten minutes fast to be late you know you especially in a woman's point of view that i always 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 believe that the guy should obviously be waiting on the girl the girl should not get there first and uh, i'm all, i always i'm always very apologetic if i walk in and she's already there i'm like oh my god i'm so sorry because i think that's i used to talk about chivalrous it's always about being chivalrous nowadays and i think that's i'll a lost art at the minute um, with a younger generation. The chivalry is dead really, to be fair, you know, especially when it comes to small things, opening doors, making sure they're all right, text me when you get home and just looking out for them, you know, and I think that's a bit, it's, it's something that's really kind of a lost art form, which is a shame really, to be fair.
1: Yeah, it is, but that's just how it goes.
0: Manners, manners cost nothing, Rachel, that's what it is, that's what it comes down to. So it's, it's all down to the parents. So parents, if you're listening, you've got young kids, bring them up to make sure they know how to date properly and treat a woman nicely. And a guy, of course. So um, so let's go. So obviously, we've done the online dating stuff. Let's get into the actual like, kind of nitty gritty of the kind of relationship. So I want you to kind of kind pick your brains about a certain amount of like, um, be pre-preparing for uh, this. I'll chat to a few people, see if they've got any. Any issues or any questions they want to go? Don't want to put you on the spot or anything, you know. But it's common field. You mentioned there's obviously common um, aspects of relationships that come up, creep up every now and again. But with the lockdown situation that's been happening, people have been under each other's feet all the time, and with the relationships, it strains on it massively. What sort of advice would you give to someone who's they're always used to being out? They've got the relationship, a long relationship. They've been together for a long number of years. They've got the kids, but they're under each other's feet all the time because they're at home, because they're so used to being apart because of working, et cetera. What sort of advice would you give? Because they're starting to really kind of bang their heads together. What sort of advice would you give to them?
1: Um, A few things. First of all, if they're working during the day, they should work in separate rooms and treat it as if they're going out to work. So don't interact at all throughout the day so they can have like their separate areas to work and just be by themselves. And then they can come together for dinner time. So then, and then they can spend the evening together. Um, So that's one thing, like, make sure you give yourself time apart, even if you're in a small house together. Um, Another thing is to, um, so there's this thing called the slam dunk list Mm -hmm. that, that I learned where you do you have do you have basketball
0: in we do have it we do it's not as popular but we we, we do have it we watch uh, well i know about it because i watched white men can't jump as a kid so um i'm i'm well into that and uh the last dance on netflix so i know all about basketball it's fine
1: okay so just you know a slam dunk means getting <laughs> <Yes>. the, <laughs> the
0: <laughs> get in there that's it
1: yeah so the point of this list is that you make um, both people will make a list of things that they want their partner to do. Right. It could be like really tiny things like saying, I love you or um, taking the trash out or like giving, giving each other a massage or it could be really tiny things or big things and make a list of maybe 20 things that you want your partner to do for you. And then you both make the list and give it, give it to each other And then you can decide if you want to do it daily or just surprise each other. But the point is, anytime you're feeling like you want to do something for your partner, choose something from that list. And because it's something your partner wrote, then it's a slam dunk no matter what you do. So it's just like another way to build intimacy and do something nice for each other because you know that your partner will love it.
0: Oh, that's quite an interesting thing. It's just, it's basically trying to keep the norm as much as possible, sort of thing, you know. And then putting that extra bit of effort into just to kind of mix it up a little bit as well, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah. It's
0: interesting that that's interesting. I mean, it's because you get a lot of that. Because I think a lot of relation, they always say, was it? I was I was reading an article the other day they said divorce attorneys are actually um, um, very sought after right now because of obviously the pandemic, being have been stuck at home. And I've seen, I've seen a lot of relationships um, crumble because of it, which has been a really damn shame. But I know for a fact after this pandemic finishes and we're all back to normal again, that they'll get back together because they'll, they'll be drawn back together. So I'm, I'm, I think just just this, this being stuck at home has just caused so much hassle for a number of different people. It's been ridiculous.
1: Yeah, I've known a lot of people that got divorced. I've also known people that grew closer because of it. It's, mm. it's been a whole variety
0: Things. i mean one thing i mean the, the the other half try and do we as in tomorrow we're like doing like a dress up day like a, a date night we call it. i know me and my me and my, me and my friend do it all the time we, we discuss it and what we're going to do but we do like a date night every friday so it's like we get like as if we're going out we get all dolled up and we just have like like make dinner for each other in the house and make a bit of effort sort of thing and do like a bit of a date and then watch a film after and then go from there so it's like putting that effort back into something you can't do normally so you just have to really kind of do little kind of quirky things and it builds builds the relationship a bit stronger it shows that you want to do something with each other and not just kind of go through the motions you actually want to spend time together you want that special connection still to stay alive and uh, it's pretty cool
1: yeah yeah like for like a few months ago I was talking to a group of friends on zoom and we decided to have a a black tie night. <laughs> so we all dressed up in really like beautiful clothes, and we were all just sitting on Zoom talking, but it felt like we were at a fancy event.
0: <laughs> I say it, exactly. I mean, it's it's not perfect. It's not going to be like, as a fancy event, but you just got to have to take it what it is. And it's sometimes it's not just the the, the situation; it's the people uh, or the person that you're with that makes the difference. You know, it's if you're if you're showing that you're making that effort and you're all. Oh, like they always say, behavior breeds behavior, sort of thing. But if you're up, up, excited about it and doing little bits and pieces, that person will come to your level and be in that same sort of level as well. Yeah. And that's why I think these sort of things are absolutely great. It's it's the, the, the done thing nowadays. So it's uh, it's really good. So with, with, with the, the book, it comes out uh, probably today, actually, when the podcast gets released. It's uh, today's the release date, the 2nd of February. Um, have you had any bad... Fe- has anyone read it yet? Have you sent it out to a lot of people? Uh, have you had any bad feedback about it? A bit like, oh, I don't know if you'd say that.
1: You know what? I've had all really positive feedback. I, I was I was expecting some bad feedback from people, especially my parents. They read it and I was oh. kind of... That's a dodgy of, one,
0: isn't it? That's a do- When your parents read a book about, like, your dating history and obviously ex-partners, that's a touch-and-go subject, really. And I'd be cringing if they had to read that.
1: I know. I mean, they were going to read it. They had their, it's their their daughter's first book. Of so course, his
0: parents, why not?
1: Yeah, but the, there were some parts that I just like, – because I wrote, like, some sexual experiences I had and mm-hmm. stuff – I just sort of like blocked it out because I know my parents are gonna be judging me, but they didn't mention those things. They just said they loved it. <laughs>
0: did you did you phone them up and go, hey guys, uh, what chapter are you on now? Oh, oh, chapter seven. When you know that chapter nine is that the 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 dodgy sexual part of the book and you're like, okay, so it's gonna be it's gonna be soon. I'm waiting for the phone to come on, the phone's gonna light up. <laughs>
1: You know what? Every chapter has something, like something sexual. <laughs> so. Oh, Christ.
0: Oh, God. You, yeah, you've got no hope then, haven't you? But it's great. It's great that they actually supported you in that fact. That's fantastic that they're um they're supporting you. But the main thing is, is you've not had any ex-partners ex, ex partners yet, have you? So that's that's going to be the kicker when they pick one up and like uh, today or tomorrow sort of thing. they are like, Rachel's wrote a book. I'm in it. I'm having some of this.
1: <laughs> yeah, I made a list of all of my like ex-lovers that I wrote about, I'm deciding if I'm going to contact all of them or not. Because some of them, they might try to hunt me down and kill me.
0: Just (laughs) let them contact you. It'll be fine. And you'll be like, well, I made you famous, buddy. I didn't make you by name, but I made you famous, and aspects of it. You should be thankful. And then no doubt they'll end up writing a book about your book. I'm writing a a rebuttal book about Rachel's book.
1: Hey, you know what? It will just make me more famous.
0: That's hey, great. That's it. Hey, hey, there's no such thing as bad publicity sort of thing, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, actually, because like, I started out, my dream growing up was to be a famous actress. Oh, wow. So Yeah, I lived in Los Angeles for a while. I really tried to get into the movie industry. But now that I wrote a book, I would love for it to become a movie or TV series
0: it's sort of like something that's really up that sort of street, really, isn't it? If you think about it, it's got that sort of like kind like of rom-com side of stuff, you know, if it's got a happy ending and all that sort of stuff. Oh, great. I love it. I'd read it. I'm going to pick up the book. and I think it'd be good to actually um, put into a series, a film. Who would you have leading you? Though this is the thing. Who would you have being you to play you and the the film or the, the Rachel Shears film adaptation of the book?
1: I would love it if it, it's
0: me, <laughs> oh, really? Would you put yourself that's that's a bit vain, isn't it? That's a bit arrogant having yourself in there. If I was going to have someone to do with me, I'd have Ewan McGregor because the Scott or oh, uh, what's his face from um uh, X Men? Oh, I can never remember his name,
1: Hugh Jackman.
0: No, no, the Scottish guy who does Professor X, what's his name? I can never remember his name, James McAvoy.
1: Oh, okay,
0: James McAvoy. I, I, I don't know, I've not got the hair. James McAvoy look he's got he's a handsome man that son of a bitch but Ewan McGregor I'll have some of him okay I'll fucking Obi-Wan Kenobi over there so uh (laughs) but you had so who else would you have what else would you
1: have um well so because I like my dream is to star in a show I would love for it to be me but if it can't be me then let's see um good question
0: but <laughs> you're on the spot now <laughs> i'm like "Geez, now you're sitting there trying to google uh, google famous actresses with long dark hair
1: <laughs> yeah um i guess i was thinking like natalie portman maybe
0: oh that's a good shout that's a good one
1: <laughs> yeah um i always i like jennifer goodwin i think she's really cute who's too who's that she was um she was in she was in the movie he's just not that into you which would be similar to mine she oh was, yes yes she's more
0: than that. oh, that's a good show as well yeah so i'm just thinking, thinking myself i'm like we could get we could literally set up this this up right now we don't need any talent agencies we could get in touch with them saying like hey, guys, hey love do you want to be in the film you know <laughs> who, who are you i'm ryan what line podcast is rachel's got a book you want to be want to be the lead lead, uh, lead actress in it? What we're paying nothing. We don't have any money. Okay, that's fine.
1: <laughs> Why not? <laughs> the, dream yeah,
0: the dream starts now. The dream starts now.
1: Um, I have to think back to all my Los Angeles contacts to see if I have anyone that would help me produce this because I think it would be a big hit.
0: I think it'd be crack. I mean, that is that is that the, the 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 goal to get this made into like a kind of screenplay and get it all put out to film.
1: It wasn't when I was writing it, but the more I thought about it, the more I love that idea because it's totally fitting with my dreams and my experiences. They can all be put into film.
0: Fantastic. Fantastic. So what's so what's next on the agenda after this? The book's coming out. What's next? You're gonna be promoting it quite a heavily, I would imagine. Anything on the agenda for the next year? Because we're only in January, you've got the whole year ahead. What can we expect from you, Rachel? What have we got up planned?
1: Okay, so um, I have a website, lovelaughleisure.com. So right now I put out weekly blogs and I give a lot of dating and relationship advice. And I have an eight-week coaching course. If you're single and you feel stuck and you don't know what to do, I can help you gain clarity and just completely pinpoint exactly who you are and what you want in a partner so then you can attract the partner of your dreams. I've actually coached some people who within two months, they found the person that they were gonna marry. Wow. Yeah, that's so- a, That's a
0: big, so what sort of stuff do you teach in your course? What's, what's the, can I just go with, like from like the fundamentals sort of, what do you teach?
1: It's like, like figuring out what your patterns have been in the past, like why, like what's been like holding you back, limiting beliefs. And then we really decipher what your values are in yourself and in a partner. And then I'll help you gain skills to flirt properly and teach you where to go to find the right person. And it's just, it's a very like, specific skill set that I can help you build so you can find someone more easily.
0: Fabulous. That sounds quite good, that, because it's something, because no one knows how to really do that sort of thing. It's like, there's no, I was going to say there's no book about it, but hey, you got one there. But there's, <laughs> everyone Everyone learns by doing, and some some people are really bad at it, some people are really good at it. It's really trying, if there's someone there to say, no, you're doing this wrong, or you're doing this right, try and concentrate more on this, I think it'll be benefit for them, to be honest.
1: Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, so... Yeah. So I can do one-on-one coaching or group coaching and hopefully my book will be a bestseller and everyone will buy it. By the way, the, the week it launches from starting February 2nd, you can get it for 99 cents. Oh, wow. So, yeah. You can get the ebook for 99 cents. So Come on, you can spare a dollar. You to can buy
0: spare them. it, guys. Come on, you know you want to. It's going to benefit you, and you can hear some embarrassing stories of Rachel's past. What's, what's <laughs> not to like? What is not to like right now? Come on, you know.
1: <laughs> you so, know, since I'm so open and honest, I would love if people interview me and ask more questions about the people I dated because I will just tell it all.
0: Oh <laughs> uh, Christ, that'll be a funny. That'll be funny one. That so. Rachel, we have been going on for an hour now, so I want to obviously wrap it up. Um, thank you so much for jumping on. I'm really looking forward to the book coming out. I'm going to grab it, and then um, we're going to um, uh, uh, have a little read of it. And no doubt, we'll do a follow up, probably hopefully, and then uh, over the next few months to see if that screenplay has been written yet.
1: All right, sounds good to me.
0: <laughs> but we'll put all your details and uh, your uh, underneath the podcast here. The details show, guys. If you want to catch up with Rachel, the website's there. Uh, pick up the book. It's available. Oh, um, what about you? is it available, by the way? I forgot to ask you that.
1: It's on Amazon on
0: February 2nd. February 2nd. Amazon. Everyone loves about Amazon. There you go. 99 cents, guys, for the first week.
1: Yeah, Getting this
0: is the book. It. Date to Find Your Soulmate. Date to Find Your Soulmate. That's it. See, so if you want to get involved and get on to Rachel's website, because I'm sure you guys will find some tips and stuff about that. And check out a coaching course as well. A lot of good value there, I would imagine get in touch guys. So Rachel, thank you so much for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure.
1: Yeah, thank you.
0: And we are done. There you go.